distortion. I have huge hands. Mr. Fantastic <laughs> stretching out my limbs of rubber. Would you like to kick off with any rap song before we begin? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> well, here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Pastor and the Pappy. This is episode seven of The Pastor and Pappy. I am the Pappy, and with me tonight is my beautiful pastor, Mr. Douglas McCoy. I don't know how beautiful I am. We're using Skype, and uh, I have a meeting every other week, and we started using Zoom, and I look a lot handsomer in Zoom. Now, what's Zoom? Yeah, so, uh, well, it's like Skype, only it's, it's better. You, you do get... Um, our connection seems to be better. The video seems to be crisper. And like I said, I look a lot more handsome hmm. uh, in it. So, yeah, I'm a little disappointed that we're on Skype today. So it gets better than this. I, well, in my opinion, you know. <laughs> be- better is a relative term. You know, it's. <laughs> well, this, of course, is pre-recorded live right here in KMAX Studios in association with California. Absolutely. Hey, we did get some uh, interactions on the past couple episodes. We've had some people on Facebook telling us they were glad we were back. And of course, we we went for a while and then we had two episodes in pretty quick succession. Right. Um, Some of that due to the fact that I was doing the editing, which I've since been fired from that job. Yeah, I'm sorry. Since it was (laughs) low. If you have problems with episode six, you know who to blame. So... uh, I'm not allowed to be editor anymore, but, you know, um, Ashley was out there. She said she listened to episode five and she liked our discussion on uh, presuppositions or did we say presuppositional assumptions, maybe? And uh, she said she liked that. A lot of syllables. Yeah, a lot of uh, words and phrases there. Um, I I think maybe uh, what's um, Toys R Us report? I see robots. Yeah, I see robots. Listen to it. Um, there was a yeah. couple of people that I do not know, but they are in Bible groups and they do uh, uh, blogs on Christianity and um, theologians and deals like that who have been listening and really appreciate people listening in. I think that's beautiful. You sure those aren't like heretic hunters that they're not putting nope, us on nope. some list of apostates? They're really nice. I mean, I go out front and sometimes there are smeared things on my ground, you know, a little hosing and the smell goes away. So it's <laughs> it's going fine. It's yeah, going no, great. <laughs> nobody's tried to burn us at the stake yet. Nobody's um, anathematized us, excommunicated us nope. from uh, their fellowship. So it's going pretty good. We still haven't gotten any hardcore challenge though i wish we would get some kind of questions because now it's resulted in me coming up with a t- tonight's topic and it's uh, something that i just i've always wondered about but i'm not sure if i believe it or not so, all right so so you are starting trouble for me because i don't know what you're about to unleash upon me <laughs> you really and don't uh, maybe you're you're starting trouble for our readers too but that's going to be our our cultural artifact for the evening so 
why don't you take us into it? And now it's time for The Cultural Artifact. Here we are at The Cultural Artifact. Tonight we're going to discuss reincarnation. Oh boy. Now, I am not a philosopher. I am not. Shirley, Shirley McLean, what happened to all your hair? <laughs> That's all right. No, I'm Warren Beatty, but we're still very close. Oh, oh is he a re- reincarnationist as well? Is that? Uh... Uh, I think they're brother and sister, aren't they? Yeah. Their oh, brother that, and sister. That, that may be true. I'm not sure. I know this just for one quick fact, although I'm going to get off topic. But um, uh, when uh, Father Beatty passed away down in Virginia, Warren Beatty and uh, uh, Shirley McLean came to visit Arlington. They had a house right at the top of the street from where I lived. And it was a beautiful house. You could see all of D.C. from that house. So it's way up on a hill. And, okay. uh, and they were in town. And the girl that I was dating at the time and I, her name was Aisha, and she and I were walking around the street. And there they were. And they were at Swanson School. And they were having a moment after the funeral. I don't know where the church was located that they went to. I think it was across the street. There was a couple of them. And uh, that's my little brush with fame is seeing them and going, let's go somewhere else because I think they're here for that funeral. And So uh, rein- reincarnationists go to funerals, huh? Apparently. They just Apparently. leave a card that says, see you later. Yeah, and they only write the letter C because it has to be short. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, let me let me do this. I did a little bit of research. Okay. For those who don't know what reincarnation is, no, it's not a breakfast drink. Reincarnation is the philosophical or religious concept that, that an aspect of a living being starts a new life in a different physical body or form after each biological death. And it happens over and over again. It's also called rebirth or transmigration or as a part of the Sa-Sara doctrine, I think is what that, it's called. Uh, that I'm not – the K-Sara-Sara doctrine? I think that's, that's it. That's just whatever will be will be, so I don't think that's correct. Well, I, I guess we should start with your thoughts. I mean you're the one that sprung this on me. <laughs> you uh, sight unseen. You said I'm going to give you a, a surprise tonight, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay – um, so what's your thoughts on it and, and what led you to choose this as our cultural artifact this week? Well, I was thinking of a couple of things like, um, animals having souls and going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, you, you know, if you, I, I joked with myself about coming back as like a slug because I was taking forever getting ready for work one day. Right. And then it got me thinking about reincarnation Do people that do wonderful things. Would they ever come back as like a puppy? Or would their heaven be that wonderful that it's this happy, roly-poly, you know, childlike and having fun? Uh, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation. Um, but then again, there's times I think about, you know, if uh, if you are a bad person, what hell would be like? And would you end up just coming back like a goat or something? And, and you want to communicate with people going, I'm in here. You know, I'm, I'm stuck in this, this goat body. And all I can say is... Bah! And you're trying to say the words, you know, help, but you can't. And, uh, you know, do you use your paws in the sand and write, I am a human stuck in goat body? You know, just those are the thoughts I had this week. I thought maybe you watched that. uh, Is it Kevin Spacey? That uh, is he in that movie where he becomes a cat? 
or something no, like that. Yeah, but I haven't seen that. I might see that. Yeah. I don't know. No, I was also thinking of, uh, uh, it's the movie Drag Me to Hell by Sam Raimi, actually. Oh, okay. Okay, where, I've where never the, seen it. There's a, good, there's a part where the goat gets possessed. And... Uh, so there was, he gets possessed with a person? He gets possessed with the, the demon that happens to be flying around. Okay. And and then the goat uh, says, let me go! And then, then you see it. <laughs> it starts talking. So, yeah, it, it was just, it was a thought about reincarnation. And I know that there's different religions that believe in reincarnation. You've got the Hinduism, the Janusism, Janism? I yeah I'm not familiar with that. It's a, a, a J A I N I S M I S M. It's a ancient religion from India that teaches that the way to liberation and bliss is to live a life of harmlessness and renunciation. Yeah, renunciation. You re- renounce certain you know m- money, sex, luxury, whatever. Right. To achieve liberation of the soul, and then Buddhism, and of course, and Sikhism, which is uh, yeah. From India. Okay, so uh, it's part of a lot of uh, Eastern religions and thought, and then I guess it's also like I, I don't know about Shirley MacLaine and that group. Um, I don't know if they hold on to any of those beliefs, but they've somehow picked up this. Which again is not un unheard of for people to look at a belief system, abandon a lot of it, and yet keep one part of it. So I don't know. I guess Shirley MacLaine would be, what, New Age or something? I mean, that was like yeah, in the 80s, I don't even know it? if she still believes when, that or not. I don't know. Yeah, that that was like in the 80s, and of course it made her, you know, fodder for a lot of, you know, Johnny Carson, Jay Leno type uh, show jokes. Yeah. But, um, well, I, I mean, again, so so this is this is what got you thinking of it. You watched Drag Me to Hell, which, <laughs> which we're probably the only spiritual podcast out there that's going to talk about Drag Me to Hell. Uh, and I and I have to restrain myself to not start talking about Dark Man, you know, because it's directed by Sam Raimi as well. Right. But um, I guess the next question would be: Is it appealing to you? Is it unappealing to you? What are your thoughts on it? What are your feelings about it? You know, before I wade in and and right. try to get my answer, I want to get some more of your Thought. input about this idea. Well, I would think that being able to come back like a puppy dog or being able to come back like an eagle, being able to fly, being uh, celebrated as probably one of the most important animals on the planet, um, mm-hmm. coming back as uh, a a tiger, a lion or something like that, and then... The pros and cons of that being, you know, do you come back in the middle of uh, Africa or do you come back in the uh, Brooklyn Zoo in a stucco right. inhabitants of your home? And I keep wondering if there's a, a level of that that could be true, where uh, a punishment would be that you would suffer that way or a a gift would be that you would get the chance to see what that would be like. and um, And not really strictly reincarnated but being uh you go to heaven and you request you know god can i try being an eagle for a day or something or who whatever is angels in charge of you you know and say hey can i put that suit on for just like a couple hours can i or can i go back as a human in 1920 and just walk the streets to see what it was like to live in that time period and uh i i would love to see if that's a possibility i would really like to see that 
Okay. Now, now you just brought up, and this is a, a little side trail, but you just brought up some interest that I've never considered. I always figured that uh, reincarnation, if it existed, would be progressive in the sense that if you died in 2017, you would be reincarnated, you know, the next day or a couple of days later in 2017. I never thought about you could die in 2017 and be reincarnated in uh, 1920, you know, oh, so yeah. that's... You know, that that brings a, a more interesting idea of, you know, instead of having a timeline in that case, you would have some sort of time loop if you could go back and forth inside of it. But th that's not really germane. And I, I guess what, what's germane here is that you are seeing something positive about this idea of reincarnation. Yeah. Okay. Both, both positive and negative about it, but just the possibility. So, so what are the negatives? I mean, I, I agree with you on the positives. Oh, coming back uh, as a, know, uh, a dung beetle or. Yeah, well, that would. Yeah. You know. I mean, I go, we have this little wildlife hospital slash museum here mm -hmm. um, and we have, you know, annual membership. We, you know, we can go in, get in for free and they have the barn owl, which is my favorite. They have the kestrel, which is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Barn owl is my favorite bird. Kestrel is my favorite bird of prey. Right. They've got red-tailed hawk, red shoulder. I mean, I love the predator birds. And I can understand what you're saying, the appeal of getting to be one of those for a time. So there is some legitimate appeal to what you are describing. I mean, first, you describe just the physical experience of what would it be like to be a different person at a different time or what would it be like to be in a different physical body exactly um yeah. did you also mention you know the positive of being able to correct your mistakes did you i would think it would be something that um now me being catholic there's a lot of purgatory in what i believe right and i right. would think that this would be something where you get to reflect on what you've done and um the payment or the uh retribution for that Right. Uh, weight would be uh, knowing you couldn't explain or communicate it in any way, especially if you're going to be a dung beetle. How you, how do you, you know, you just basically have to exist for as long as a dung beetle can exist. And I'm just using that as an example. Uh, rolling turds for uh, right. whatever many days or a year that you, and during that time you just reflect on the fact that, boy, I really screwed up somehow. And, so, uh, so uh, again, something you're not likely to hear on any other spiritual podcast. <laughs> dung beetle. The daily activities of the dung beetle. Yeah. Um, Turd okay, roller. So yeah. You see, so, but 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 you don't really see because I've never heard anybody. You know, there is this idea in reincarnation of you are atoning for pet. You know, if you are a bad person, you get reincarnated as a lower creature. So there is that sense of atonement in it. There's also the sense of development in the sense that the longer you live ostensibly the better you become until you're buddha until you're um one with you know what's is, isn't there another term for buddha i think that the enlightened one you become the enlightened one and you ascend into nirvana or something like that something like um that, yeah so so I guess I, I'm, I'm still trying to dissect your belief here. On the positive side, you have these other experiences. I think rather on the neutral side, there is the chance, at least you're perceiving it that way, of atonement and um, growth and possibly, I, I don't know, an, a, this not quite atonement, but just making up for personally making. You know, there's, there's one thing to atone for my sins being bad. Right. There's another sense to atone for what I did to you personally. 
Right. And I don't I don't know that I've ever seen that idea in res- or, uh, reincarnation, reincarnation before, you know, because the the idea has always been you're you're usually fairly well far away from the people you're reincarnated fairly far away from the people that you may have wronged in life. The negative you see is that um, you could become a dung beetle and or something, an ant, something yeah. so minuscule that, you know. A, a flea, a little tiny bug that is microscopic in someone's face that you couldn't stand your whole life, you know. That yeah, you, you, and you wouldn't live very long like that, you know, if you no. reincarnated as a bacteria or protozoan right. or something like that. But um, there is a movie like that, by the way, on Netflix. I've not watched it. I probably won't. But a guy gets reincarnated as a housefly or something like that. <laughs> really? So, yeah, it's 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 not an American made movie it's a it's a foreign film but um yeah i'm not super interested so um okay well let's um i mean there's a couple ways that we could tackle this one is that we could tackle it the biblical way i mean what does the bible teach say about these matters i'm afraid of coming across too heavy-handed in that sort of this is the bible bang 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 i'm the bible i understand i'm letting it go um, I would suggest you, though, to, to take a different route. I would suggest you, first of all, the positives may not be as positive as they seem. Mm-hmm. The negatives are probably greater than what they seem. And the father probably has something better in mind than all of this put together. So C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, he writes about sex. You know, some people, well, will there be sex in heaven? And how can it be heaven if there is no sex, Right. And his point there is he's saying, you know, we look at sex and we think that's the greatest possible thing that there could be. And he says, when we come into, you know, the resurrected life, we might find joys there that make sex look like nothing. I think he uses the the analogy. He said he he said a father comes to his child and says, I want to take you on a trip to the to the seashore, you know, and the child says, well, will there be chocolate there? It's you know, and, and yeah, yeah, it's, you know, what I'm offering you is so far greater than chocolate that you're not even going to think of chocolate when you're there. But because you're a child, you perceive things, you know, chocolate's the best there is, you know, and I think there's there's something um, to that. I think it's quite likely. I mean, like I said, sure, I, I go to these to the this museum. I see these birds I, of all the animals. I love birds of prey the right. best. And then maybe predator animals like a tiger, a panther, something to that effect, a, a, a wolf I might like, you know, next in line. Um, sure, to be one of those for a day or so would would be awesome. I mean, I watched birds in flight. I mean, it just looks, you know, the things they can do, looks like it would be incredibly fun to do. But um, it could be that what the father has planned for us on, you know, the other side, which really isn't the other side, really probably better thought of as the fulfillment, you know, what the father has prepared for us in the fulfillment is so far greater than that, that there is no, you know, there is no need for that. In other words, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know how many times a day I, my daughter wants something and I keep telling her, I've got something better in mind for you. You know, she wants some little toy out of a gumball machine and I'm taking you, you know, into the toy store to get, you know, a $50 item, you know, but she's focused on the, on the gumball machine. I think it's, it's, it's far more likely the father has something better planned for us that would make these experiences that look so great now, 
not even desirable to us. What about, um, now I agree with the, um, in the fact about, uh, is there anything better than sex, uh, uh, sentence because yeah, that's just dopamine addiction. That's basically what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the levels go up and then you're put in, in the form of reincarnation, if not to come back on earth. And again, this is not a full belief of mine at all. It's, it's actually sure, just sure. a question. Just, just an idea we're talking about. That's right. Um, but yeah, the the possibility to come back as something cute and fluffy, or you know, ferocious and and uh, powerful, or soft and and feathery, or even even uh, come back as like a whale, make a bunch of noises. I mean, I'm already halfway there myself, so. Yes. But <laughs> you don't have to agree. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you think that's a possibility? You know, it's un, it's unknown right now because, uh, you know, we'll find out when we go. But you think that gift yeah. is a, a palpable achievement? Well, I, I so I guess now I have to give a yes or no answer because you're saying, do you think that's a possibility? So now you force me into a yes or no answer. No, I, I don't think res, uh, reincarnation is a possibility. I don't even think it's. Non-earth. Sorry, sorry. Non-earth. Not like come back here as one and live a life of it. Just, just the possibility of being able to do that. Oh well, who knows what he has planned for us yeah. in, in the fulfillment? Who knows what he has planned for us on the new? You know what we erroneously call heaven right. is actually going to be the new earth. There's going to be an actual earth there. We're going to have actual bodies there. We're going to do things probably pretty much. The same as what we do now. Maybe sex will even be a part of that. I, I don't know. It would be different from what it is here on Earth. But who knows? I mean, so it, it's hard to tell. But to be reincarnated here on this Earth, no, I, I don't believe that at all. And, you know, again, before we get into the Bible, I, I would again take you back to what you're describing would probably work out way worse than what you expect. In what in what sense? But yes. Well, go on. It, here, so here's one one sense would be. There's no creature on the planet who's not tormented by evil, and specifically who's not tormented by man. True. You know. So this is actually people think that you know the big conflict is between God and sexual immorality, or God and drunkenness, God and cuss words, etc. The real conflict is between God. And oppression. Mm -hmm. Every type of sinfulness there is, is the oppression of someone else. And that oppression may be very well hidden. You go to a prostitute. It's a consensual agreement, right? But do you think that's really the life she would prefer? You know, so even though it's consensual to a degree, you are in a very real sense using her, exploiting her, and then throwing her away. So right. this is this is the way of fallen man to exploit, to enslave, to hurt. We've done that to the animal kingdom. So to say, hey, it would be great to be reincarnated as an eagle, sure. But even though e eagles are endangered species, guess what people still do? Still take shots at them. <laughs> you know? I mean, what animal on earth is not killed by man? What animal on earth is not hunted by man. So just in that parameter alone, the enjoyment you would, would have would be severely curtailed. I mean, you might be reincarnated as, you know, one of those lap dogs that anybody with a ounce of common sense hates, you know, that's pampered and carried around in a purse and all of that. But, 
yeah, you, you might also be, uh, you know, incarnated as a dog in the Middle East where dogs are considered Yee, filthy animals and yummy. are, you know, beaten and chased away. Oh, in the Middle East. I'm sorry. I went down further. I was thinking yeah. about uh, menu, oh, well, menu yeah. item number six. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and some in some places they're they're cooked and eaten. So yeah. um, it's very unlikely that the experience would be positive. It certainly would not be completely positive because life on earth here involves pain. So to me, it seems very unlikely that the father would bring us to release, which is what death is. I mean, this is why God, you know, in in the Psalms, it says death, uh, the death of the saints is sweet to God, not because he wants to see them die. He doesn't. His, His intent was for us to live forever. But because in a fallen world, death is a release for his children. So it seems very unlikely to me that the father would allow us to be released and then send us back in a lower, less right. uh, form that's less capable of defending itself uh, against the evils of man, you know, to be tormented all over again. So for that reason, I, I, I don't think so. Um, beyond that, then, I mean, I, I tried to give you the non-biblical answers, the philosophical no, answers to, to show that I'm not a Bible thumper. But if we wanted to go to the Bible, uh, there is one verse that quite clearly speaks about this, I think, and that is... Um, Hebrews chapter 9, it is appointed for man once to die and then to face the judgment. You know, that that this is the way the Lord designed us. You live life once and then you come to judgment. And in our belief, you know, you say, well, I, if I had, if I could live my life over again, I'd make a whole lot less mistakes. Sure, that that's probably true. If you, if I could consciously do high school again, you know, if yeah. I could go back to high school, taking with me the knowledge that I have now, You'd I it. could live it live it much better. Right. Um, I don't know that anybody does that, according to the the mindset of, of reincarnation, that we've never met anybody. I mean, you've you've got some people that say, "Oh, I've lived you know lives before," and um, you know, you, my cousin at one point in time when I was a kid, she tried to do this hypnosis thing where you would discover your past lives, but. There's nobody among us that's like living this mistake-free life that you would expect if they were consciously reincarnated, you know? Right. More, more. It, so, and if you were unconsciously reincarnated, you'd keep making the same mistakes over. So there is no sense, you know, A, there is no sense in which you would improve over reincarnated lives. Secondly, there is no need to because yeah. in our belief system, it's not based on how perfect you are or how well you do, it's based upon Jesus and his forgiveness. So the scripture says it's appointed for man once to die and face judgment. That sounds quite harsh to us. What we have to remember is that Jesus is going to be there at the judgment too. Mm -hmm. And yes, obviously we're going there with all our flaws, all our faults, not just the sins we've committed, but the wrong-headed ways in which we've lived and conducted ourselves. And he's going to pardon us for that. So in, in my view, there is no need for an atonement. We cannot atone for the things that we've done. Uh, there is no need for a development for us to grow into perfection. That's not likely to happen either. Um, we are pardoned by Jesus hmm. and that's going to take care of, of all this. So that eliminates any need for resurrection. So you look at the the negative effect of it that I believe you're coming back into a world of evil. I don't want believe the father would want that. You look at the need for it. There is no need for it because Jesus takes away any need. Um, and then you look at the biblical statements that 
it is appointed for man once to die and then face judgment. You look at Samuel, um, you know, the witch of Endor, Saul tried to get the witch of Endor to call Samuel up, and she actually did this time. I, I think that normally she was used to dealing with demons, and I think on this one occasion God allowed it to work, and she brought up Samuel, and Samuel wasn't happy. He said, why did you bring me up? I was happy where I was. Why did you bring me back to this place? So you look at, you know, all of these things, and I believe the biblical teaching is, no, there is no reincarnation. There's you live, you do your best to follow God, you die and meet God, and um, Jesus is going to take it from there. Wow. How does that sit with you? And then let's, you know, we can find you beautifully with me, actually. I I like that a lot. I, I would... I, my thing is, is my thing is, I hate that. Um, uh, my thing is, is that back in the day, back in the day and stuff. That, um, <laughs> I would hope that there is a one of the the heavenly goodies is a chance to see what it's like to be one of those. And I have no clue, but I would think that that would be a really neat, you know, spending an eternity in heaven. You'd get a chance to do something like that or just just experience a life in a different time period. The reason I say time period is um, I, f- I firmly believe that the the secret to life is time, is the fact that you have time. And I would think that when, yeah. Yeah, when you die, there is no such thing as time. It's everything is now. I think we've discussed that before. And, yeah, and you know, I even heard, and I like to give credit where credit is due. I even heard an atheist say the same thing, and he was entirely correct. He said the way to have good. Now he was trying to find this on Earth. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find it on this Earth. I think you're only going to find it on the New Earth. But he said the secret to goodness in life is having unlimited time. But then he also said, and you have to have unlimited goodness. So right. he correctly understood that a the fact that time ends takes away our, or that life ends, takes away our happiness. Right. And B, the fact that we are terrible to each other <laughs> takes away our happiness. So you would only have happiness if there is unending life and unending goodness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, who knows what the father has planned? I, one of my things is I've always wanted to fly like Superman. I mean, I can't help every, you know, living here in California where the skies are blue most of the time, except for this winter, which mm-hmm. has just been the worst winter we've ever had. Of course, still not as bad as a nice winter in, in Ohio, but it's been one of the worst winters we've ever had. Usually the sky are blue, and I just look at it and say, man, I wish I could just you know, get up in there. <laughs> could that be part of the new, you know, we always think of people becoming angels, which is not true, but we think of people having wings, uh, you know, on the new earth and getting to use them. I mean, I hope that's the case. You're hoping for this thing. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's You know, the father is a good father. I, I can't deny that he might just say, here's something good that you're going to enjoy Kevin, you get to find out what it's like to be a puppy for a little bit. Here's a snossage. Go be happy. You know? yeah. um, but it also could be, as I said before, that the reality of the new earth is so far beyond anything we could comprehend that flight won't mean anything, that finding out what it's like to be a puppy won't I mean see, anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. It's something better. Nobody knows. Yeah, you don't yeah. know until you know. But I do know that as I do not withhold anything that's good from my daughter, sometimes I withhold, you know, if she wants two ice creams, nope, you only get one because two's not really good for you. But I don't withhold anything that's good from her. I know he's not going to withhold anything that's good for us. Right. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be good. And could it include things like this? I think it absolutely could. Could you get sprinkles on your ice cream cone? I think it's a possibility. I, I believe the father would graciously give us sprinkles 
on our ice cream cone. Absolutely. That's the title of the show, Sprinkles on God's Ice Cream Cone. <laughs> um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, uh, and it was a theory, and, and it wasn't a firm belief on either of us, right. but right. it was uh, something that I had thought of a long time ago, but not in depth the way that this gentleman did. And I loved the idea, although I, I don't know if it's true or not. And it kind of follows the rules of that movie with Tom Cruise that you helped me remember the name of, The Edge of Tomorrow, yes. um, uh, where you basically try and try and try until you're good at what you're doing. In a reincarnation sense, this, this idea is, and I will state it, uh, we had a conversation last night about the possibility of there was a grand explosion and an expanse in the universe when God created the Earth. Kaboom. Okay. Everything blew out in all directions. And his idea is that there's a possibility that, well, if if it has the ability to expand, it must have the ability to decrease, you know. Contract. Thank you. Contract and come back in. And does this happen over and over again in time? He said, does this happen every billion years where everything just gets sucked right back in again and then it explodes back out again and everything starts over? Like a new set of humans and a new set of everything. And does, does uh, you know, we got in conversations of how many sons did God have, you know, in time. and uh, And I knew that, that can happen because, like, like you know, and I know, and the Bible says his only son. And uh, but still, the the thought of that freaked me out. It put me out there. I was like, whoa! I never thought about the fact that the expanse could possibly invert and then come back into nothing again. I just thought that was a neat topic to to throw at you. The uh, yeah. the answer is obvious. Even in my Catholic prayers, there's a prayer where it goes, uh, "World without end, Amen." You know, and and so right. it's continuous. Even if we get missiles flying left and right, you know, maybe the people will go, but the planet will live on, clean itself up, shake off what's left, like a bad case of fleas, and start over. And uh, but I wanted to know what you thought about that expanse, despanse. De- <laughs> Well, so what you're talking about there, again, I don't have a strong opinion on it Mm -hmm. because I I feel that it's outside my jurisdiction. And Mm -hmm. what you have to understand, what everybody needs to understand is that the faith and the Bible, the book of the faith, does not give us every answer, nor does it even pretend that it gives us every answer. It gives us the information that we need to believe in Jesus and bring God's kingdom to earth as he as he intended. Could it be that God has other creations? Yeah, I, 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 it could be. I mean, I that doesn't, you know, that those two things are not necessarily contradictory. You know, God cannot contradict Himself. I believe that's true. But it would not surprise me that we are one book that God has written, and there are many other books that God has written. I mean, that would not surprise me. Right. Honestly, I mean, so a we have to acknowledge that there's things we don't know and we'll never know that just aren't germane to us. I don't tell my daughter everything, right? You know, I don't give my daughter. You know, my daughter asked where babies came from the other day. I said, "Daddy loves mommy, and they have a baby." For her age level, that was good That's enough. That's good enough. Yeah. Not even, not even close to being a full explanation or a very detailed explanation, but it was the explanation she needs at this time. The Bible 
does not present itself as being a full explanation of everything. It's the information we need at this time. So could something like that happen? Yes. What could not happen is that God could not change. He could not be, you know, he couldn't be a God of love in one creation and a God of wrath in another. Right. You know, he would consistent, you know, just like Stephen King, you look at Cujo, you look at Pet Cemetery, you look at Christine, it's clear they come from the same guy. You know, even when he tried to write the Bachman books, he said immediately people were asking me if I was Richard Bachman <laughs> because the style, what you know, just with the very first Bachman book, people were asking him, are you Bachman? God would not change. He would not be different if if this happened. Now, I don't know that it does. I don't know that it doesn't, you know, um, but if it did, God would not change. So whereas reincarnation, I'm going to come pretty strongly and say, Yet. you know, no, I, I don't believe that's, that's correct. For these other possibilities, I, you know, who knows? I, I, I believe that God is infinitely creative, and it's quite possible. In fact, I would almost say it's undeniable that he's created things I don't know about. Right. You know, what I need to do today, though, is focus on what I do know about, what he's called me to do today, with dreams of the future. I do have dreams of the future. I, I believe that when we come into the new earth, wonders are going to be open to us that we've never imagined before, and I can't wait to find to find out about them. But for today... I have to walk the path that he laid in front of me today, and this is that path. Understood. Does very that make cool. sense? So don't come back to very, me on that. Very, that very, very cool. Very cool. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And, um, and ed Edge of Tomorrow, by the way, is not reincarnation. That's just time travel. It's time travel, but it's just uh, the he he under that premise of you're not done until you get it right. Yeah, he keeps learning to get it, but but he doesn't come. You know, he's not. Tom Cruise in one life and then a dung you know, beetle with um, a machine gun in the next. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, got you. Yeah. Bill, Bill Paxton, you know, the, <laughs> the army commander in the next. No, he keeps reliving the same day. Great movie. Over though. and over. Oh, that was a very good movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, you know, very true. And now it's time for the spiritual application. Yeah. We're ready to move on to the spiritual application. That was a fun conversation. I really enjoyed that. All hey, right. I'm I'm glad you did. I hope, uh, like I said, I didn't come across too big. No, and in uh, fact, let me let me jump on the same thing because no, okay. I don't really believe in reincarnation, but there is a hope that I could try being a puppy. And, sure, and I'll sure. talk about why I talked about the goat and everything during the spiritual application because okay. it it does have to do with a little bit of fear, and then it causes the effect is uh, I'll wait, right. but yeah, it is good to talk about these things. Yeah. Um, there, there's nothing wrong with having an imagination and being creative as mm -hmm. God is creative. I think that's what he wants from us. But as we imagine about these things and as we speculate on these things, we do have to temper that a little bit with the script. You know, for example, it's great. Yeah. It's great to say uh, Edge of Tomorrow is a great movie. It is. It's it's a worthwhile piece of art. If I thought it was real and I started dressing up like Tom Cruise no. and I threw myself under a bus <laughs> to get crushed so that I'd meet Emily Blunt tomorrow, that would not be the right thing to do. That would not know? work. Yeah. So no, you have a better chance fine. writing her and getting a yeah. signed autograph or something. But that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's fine <laughs> to speculate about some of these things, you know, but when you start to act upon them, that's when you got to be careful. And that's where we come into. I think this spiritual application. Did did you have any you know thoughts about the spiritual application? Oh yeah. Before well, you unleash me. 
before I pull that little zip cord in the back and then put you on the yeah, evil and, and coaster. Yeah, pounder and... comes out. <laughs> you must obey. Yeah. <laughs> pulpit pounder? Is that what you said? Yeah, pulpit pounder. <laughs> Bible thumper. Well, the spiritual Hell application. fire and brimstone, baby. <laughs> the spiritual application is how this affects us with our walks with God. The way that I look at this, um, I, I am with you. I'm not a firm believer in reincarnation. I I guess there's maybe a one or maybe a 0.50% of me that wonders if it is possible for those mm-hmm. who believe it because that's what they grew up in and that was their scripture and that was what they were brought up to believe. So do they get the opportunity in their in their realm? I don't know. And again, that's like a 1% thing. For me, I know it wouldn't happen. I would hope that there would be a possibility of me to experience the the unknown of being something. There's been times I looked at my dogs, uh, Elsa, who passed away like a year and a half ago. I look at Elsa and go, I just want to trade places with you one day. Just see what it's like to, to be so enamored with a leaf that just flew across the yard. And that's the most exciting thing that happened to you today. But to, to her, that is as exciting as me sitting here and writing a new song or coming up with an idea for a new podcast, you know. And I just yeah. want to see what, what makes that, or the cat, you know, Jerry running around here and freaking out and making those weird noises when a squirrel goes running across, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, would, I, I just want to see what it's like to lay in front of the fireplace naked. Yeah. And sleep all day long. Well, I do that on uh, Fridays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the the other thing is uh, with um, the story that I told you about the Earth expanding, and I don't know if I really believe that too, but I thought that was such a uh, an enlightening idea because I used to think that, uh, and like you said, it, it would be it would be quite uh, ridiculous to think that there wasn't other life forms out there, or is there even another Earth where? Someone like me is connected, or someone is connected to me, and it's almost like the same type of life. And how are they living it? Oh, I, there, there is a movie like that. Did you? I forget what it's called. It's got that uh, lady. Her name is Britt, and she's in that uh, series on Netflix called The OA, which yeah. I gave up on pretty quick because it looked like it was going to be kind of vulgar. Watch it either. But yeah. she made. She's got one movie called it called hear the sound of my voice or if you hear the sound of my voice or something she's really really good and this movie is like there's another earth and you have a doppelganger that's what i on yeah. each earth yeah yeah um you know again i i don't know how plausible any of those are because we either, are but... unique i don't think we'd have a doppelganger um this universe will exist forever because god's going to recreate it and maybe he is going to destroy it but just like he's going to raise our bodies from the dead, I think he's going to recreate the earth from its death. And so this will always exist. If he has other things out there, I don't know. I'm not going to say yay or nay. I just, right. It's I, fine I have to speculate. No but, um, but it makes you – that's what it, that's how it applies to me. It just it, it makes me want to be the best Kev here that mm-hmm. I can be sure. and do what I can do to make sure that I don't end up that 1% of a dung beetle. After yeah. after this is all done, because you know, rolling turds that are smoking one in purgatory is just not the way <laughs> to spend <laughs> to spend your uh, afterlife, and uh, so that's how it applies to me, definitely. Okay, uh, well, for me, I mean, one application I think this may seem a little strange, but one application is to trust in the Lord. You know, to trust that what we don't know what's going to happen exactly. He's you know, it's just like I tell my daughter. We're going to go back to Ohio to see mom, mom, and pop. I don't tell her 
we're getting somebody to take us to the BART station. And from BART, we go to the tram and the tram takes us in the airport. We got to go through TSA and then we buy, you know, Cheetos and wait for an hour before we get on the plane, which, you know, mm-hmm. I just say we're going to Ohio, right? you know, in the same way, there has to be all these details that God has not taught, told us about. Instead of getting worked up about the details, though, we need to trust the Lord. We need to trust the Lord that he always does what is right. We need to trust the Lord that he has goodness in store for us and not, Sweat you know, out of, out, yeah, out of a distrust for him or mistrust of him, concoct other scenarios. So, you know, this past Friday was my daughter's sixth birthday, and we wow. we just did not have the energy to do anything elaborate for her. And I felt terrible about it, but we just didn't. I still ended up spending like 400 bucks, but we didn't have the <laughs> money to do anything elaborate. We invite some church people to meet us at Roundtable Pizza Place. And my wife, you know, God bless her, was just having a rough day. And having a rough day, she began to get crabby and irritable. And she's not able to eat a whole lot of things, you know, because she has that digestive problem. So we're going, she's like, well, do they have a salad bar? I said, yep, they have a salad bar. I've been there. I've been to this round table. They have a salad bar. You're going to be fine. Are they going to have enough seats for us? Yep, they're going to have enough seats. We're pulling into the place, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's looking through the windows. She's like, I don't see a salad bar. I don't see a salad bar. You know, well, well, Doug, there's people in there. Are we going to have enough room? We had plenty of room. The salad bar was there. I took care of everything. She sat down and I ordered. I made sure everybody was happy. You know, and I just, we we do have a little saying in my house, ATD, always trust Douglas. Because usually I'm right about stuff, you know. (laughs) If we should turn right or left, I'm usually right about that. And I've she'll say, you should have gone the other way. I'm like, nope, ATD, always trust Douglas. I've seen your blue signs in some of the neighborhoods around here. Oh, yeah. Well, it, oh, I, that's I'm hoping a- it ADT. I'm sorry. That's always. Oh, ADT. Yeah, I'm that's, sorry. Yeah, that's always Douglas Trust. That's right. There you go. Douglas Trust. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, um, it's the same way with the Lord. You, that mistrust, that distrust can build up, and then you want to say, well, reincarnation, or then you want to say, oh, another religion, or then you want to say, you know, I've got to earn it this way. Right. Just lay back, trust the Lord, do what he wants you to do in, in your life the best you can, Right. and it's all going to be okay. You know, that's my my you know, big spiritual application of it. We don't need to concoct other things that really, when you investigate them, aren't as good as what the Father has has described to us. We need to trust the Father. He is good. He's going to get us where we need to go, and it's going to be good when we get there. And now, the moral of the show. I think you just summed it up in the moral of the show. Yeah, that takes us to the moral of the show, doesn't it? I guess the moral of the show for me... I know that if you go to God, he's going to, he, he's like you said before, incredibly merciful. And mm-hmm. when you're having the, the worst of the worst days and, and you worry about what's going to happen to you in the afterlife because of the fact that you feel like you've made a mark, like you said, you have to relax. You have to realize that everything is paved for you ahead and you can always talk to God and ask for the forgiveness or do things to revert what you feel you've done to damage yourself. And and striving for perfection is not something that you should keep trying to reenact over and over again. It's uh, The moral of the show is just learn how to accept the fact that you will be covered, you are insured, yeah. and, uh, and, and not to go too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, sometimes the Bible uses the word perfect, our, our English translations do, but it really just means mature, you know. And so perfection should not be this, you know, angst ridden standard that we're trying to achieve. 
we should just seek to become like Jesus, forgive ourselves when we do wrong. Well, the guy told me this week that's not a biblical concept, forgive ourselves. Maybe he's right. But forgive others and trust that they've forgiven us. Yeah. And, you know, just you do the best that you can, you know, and that's, you know, better than perfection. For me, I think the moral of the show is you have but one life to live. Do, 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 do. Wasn't that a soap opera or something? Now we go to the days of our lives. Yeah, maybe I'm doing days. I know there was one soap opera that went do, 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 do. They, they all seem to say to me, days of our lives, one life to live, all my children, general <laughs> hospital, um, you know, being on, on school break for the Christmas time, you're oh. subject to, to daytime TV back in the pre-cable era. You know, they all just kind of blend together in my mind. But yeah, you know, this is the one life that you've been given, but that's not a terrible thing. You know, a lot of people in our society, like, I'm, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I've got one life. i got to live it to the fullest. No. Right. This is the part you have in the story. Play your part in the story and trust the author to bring it to its good conclusion. That's my moral of the show. Tonight's closing hymn. Well, what do you think should be our closing hymn? Yeah, like all good church services, we have a closing hymn. I believe it's my turn to pick. Last time, you gave us your uh, love song for Shelly, which was uh, super special. What'd you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was great. It worked. You know? She, yeah. said, she, she said, okay, whatever. So. She said yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, taking us back to the old hymnal, though, there's a song that I discovered maybe as a 12-year-old. I'm not sure. Uh, it's called Precious Lord, Take My Hand. And I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it is, you know, it, it is, again, one of those hymns that talks about being weary and tired and war- I think that's one of the lines is I am weak I am I am tired I am weak I am worn that's what it says oh. and so it just says precious lord take my hand get me through uh that was very appealing to me as a 12 year old I guess I must have thought I had suffered <laughs> to some degree at a 12 yeah. year old it's even more appropriate to me 30 years later as a 42 year old yeah uh boy do i need the precious lord to take my hand and get me through sometimes so i thought that would be a great uh hymn for us to end with so i'm gonna gonna let Perfect us go choice. with uh, precious lord take my hand and then we look forward to seeing people next time and uh hope that in the interim they'll they'll give us some feedback yeah please get in touch with us you can do it either on the website, uh, the www.zerbinator.wordpress.com and just hit contact up there mm-hmm. or mccoycast.wordpress.com or douglasamccoy.com, yeah. which uh, both of them put out the, the pastor and the pappy. So uh, Twitter at douglasamccoy.com. Love to hear from you there. Facebook, not so much because I'm tired of your political rants. So I've abandoned <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> You've you've been trumped out, huh? I've I've been yes. <laughs> the the trump card was played and I folded. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, this is Doug saying. A beat a beat a beat. That's all, folks. <laughs> is is hey. that we in this show? Amen. I think so. <laughs> my hand, lead me on, let me 
retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. This is MacDonald Carey, and these are the days of our lives. For more great escape pods, please visit www.zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinatorland, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.